It's time for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. All right, welcome in on a Monday. The Nate Brown Show back and ready. We are live 4-6 to six on Fox Sports Rapid City, ready to roll, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. Stream is there, foxsportsrapidcity.com. It is always a great day in the Black Hills. Say it with me. We're back on a Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Let's settle in and get rolling a little bit. Two hours, thought-provoking sports talk. South Dakota sports talk show brought to you in part by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, the expert team when it comes to orthopedic care, taking care of the weekend warrior like you and I to the elite athlete out on the field this past Last weekend, that's the team at Black Hills Ortho. Don't let an injury um, slow you down and knock you out, okay? Get back and continue your active lifestyle with the expert team. Better access, more options at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, helping you stay in the game since 1976. Start online at bhosc.com. See the team and the care at bhosc.com. Monday show lined up and ready. College football underway. Kind of a, um, I mean, I'm a huge college football fan, but kind of a lackluster, a little lackluster over the weekend. You know what was better? The high school action, the little bit of high school action over the weekend. Um, so we'll get into a lot of that stuff. Let's get going on a Monday. We've got John Bryce joining us, college football writer, footballscoop.com. So John Bryce going to check in tonight. Um he was out over there in Dublin, Ireland, so I got to get some stories from John, break down Notre Dame. I said lackluster because just the games weren't very good. I think the best game I watched was San Diego State in Ohio. I watched quite a bit of that one, little Mountain West love. We've got to stay plugged in on that. Notre Dame just blasted Navy, and then you had USC kind of slow out of the gates. They give up a lot of points, but they score a bunch of points. So USC took care of San Jose State, some of the games I had my eye on. Sorry, I didn't watch New Mexico State. I, I, couldn't quite, uh, I couldn't quite watch that one. Hate to break it to everybody. John Bryce on from his trip from Dublin, Ireland, covered the Notre Dame game coming up. Jason Andera's on the way. I said a good high school football weekend. It really was. There's some interesting games, um, some upsets, some surprises. We'll talk high school uh, football recap with Jason Andera from Midcoast Sports Sioux Falls tonight. Major League Baseball update. Gabe Laxon, USA Today. Let's get into some of these races. Who's the best of the best? Where we're at there. Major League Baseball writer Gabe Laxon tonight. Um, speaking of the high school football side, later in the 5 o'clock hour, Dalton Wademan joins us. He's the Spearfish head football coach. I've said on this show that Spearfish is kind of getting things going. It's taken a little while, but you need that new energy and new philosophy and new plan, and Dalton Wademan's brought that. And he gets a win over St. Thomas Moore. They put up 51 points the other night. Dalton Wademan, head coach at Spearfish. That's the first time in 13 tries. Wow, Spearfish beat St. Thomas Moore on Friday. And we'll go NFL today. Mike Wall's going to be on this Monday. Former Green Bay Packer offensive lineman, great player in the league. Now has his own podcast, NFL analyst for On My Block Podcast, Mike Wall. Straight ahead tonight. So the Monday show looks good. Let's get you on. 720-1067. 720-1067 is the studio line. Also the Barron's Wilson text line. Remember that. Barron's Wilson text line for you. 720-1067. You can direct text the show 
and we'll get after it there. Okay, we're all set and out of the gate. So I'll have to start with this on a Monday. There's a couple of things that we got to cover tonight, but I'll have to start with this because nobody ever wants to say it. Nobody ever can prove it. You can't prove it. You don't really want to think it. Nobody wants to say it in the media. Yet I'm looking at the situation that's going on with an NFL team here on this Monday. This wasn't what I was planning to start the show this Monday. There's a few different angles we could go. But I said, I think we have to address this from a national perspective and kind of give people a sense for this is a bizarre thing happening with a major brand in professional sports. And I'm talking about this Arizona Cardinals situation. So I don't know if you've been plugged in on it. And I've been looking at it over the weekend. I traveled to Sioux Falls. I was taking in some high school soccer, all, all that good stuff. And I'm seeing just this stuff happening Friday, Saturday, now today. The Arizona Cardinals in the NFL are trading players, getting rid of players. Then today was the uh, tip here. They get rid of Colt McCoy, who I'm going to tell you, it's not like an unbelievable player, but Colt McCoy got some reps, would step in there for teams and do a pretty serviceable job. They're getting rid of Colt McCoy, I guess, because they think Josh Dobbs or this fifth-round pick is better? So what am I getting at here? The Arizona Cardinals have gotten rid of some of their, I don't know, performers. They've traded away some players that can contribute for them. And so what I'm getting at is, are the Arizona Cardinals just thinking this year is going to be that big of a mess? Because Kyler Murray, by the way, they give him that contract, and now Murray's on the physically unable to perform list. So he's not even going to be ready. Kyler Murray, the Cardinals, they give him the contract. He's not going to be ready for week one. They get rid of Colt McCoy today, cut him, essentially released him today. So they're going to have, I don't know, a rookie quarterback or, or a, a rerun here of a guy we've seen before, and you're getting rid of an experienced guy like that. Why would the Cardinals be doing this? So, so you guys tell me. What I mean by nobody wants to say it, you can't prove it, nobody wants to think this happens really, right? We don't want to think our team does this. This seems like a potential tanking job. Nobody thinks people do this, especially in the NFL. Oh, they got a they got a lot to play for. I'm seeing coverage of this of the Cardinals today. Don't say the Cardinals are tanking. They're, nobody walks into the office at Arizona, and those players aren't going to walk onto the field next week and say, well, we're going to lose these games. I understand. But what I'm telling you is the organization is doing things, removing players and sending off players and doing certain things. You have to look at it from an objective side of this and say, are they really just uh, not giving themselves the best opportunity to win? And to me, that is what? That's the tank job. And so there's a couple of questions I have with this. Does tanking work in sports for you? I said you can't really even, uh, you know, nobody can prove that the Cardinals are tanking because you say, well, maybe Colt McCoy's just worn out his time there. Yeah, they got rid of some players, but they weren't performing really, really well for them. They've still got some veterans there on some good contracts. They're not tearing the whole team apart. 
I'm not telling you they're tearing the whole team apart. They'll be, oh, maybe as competitive as, I don't know, this fifth-round pick. Maybe he'll be playing. Maybe. But why would you be tanking? Does anybody under, Does anybody think, well, would they really want to move on from Kyler Murray and get, like, Caleb Williams? That's a tough question for me to answer today. Honestly, I have to say, they just gave Kyler a pretty big contract. Pretty big. <laughs> you may want to look at that. Really big, some people think, for Kyler Murray and his performance. Do you think they would unload that deal just to get Caleb Williams, they think, out of USC? Do you think you would unload players just to uh, lose a few more games? It's one of the biggest arguments in sports, and it started in the NBA. So you've seen NBA teams do this. The 76ers famously, what did they coin the phrase? Trust the process. Trust the process. And they say, that's the process, tanking. You just have to put up with it now so we can get really, really good. And what have the 76ers done? Oh, they've made the playoffs and they've won, I think, once. How's that? I do not believe, I'm here to tell you, I do not believe tanking works at all. Easy for me to say. But I just look at it and I say, if this is the scenario, people uh, have to look in sports and say, you're, trying to, you're supposed to compete. You owe it to the fans and the organization, owes it to the community. You're supposed to compete to win, not get rid of players like Colt McCoy who could step in week one and be your starting QB, and they got rid of him today. That, that brings up a red flag for me. Tanking in sports, it happens, and I think it doesn't work. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Oh, it's been happening for quite a while. What do you say? What do you got? I mean, Kyle Murray, they, they're probably afraid Colt would beat out Murray <laughs> if they did it correctly. <laughs> well, they got rid of Colt, so they don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Gonna, they're going to get rid of Kyler even after they gave him the money? I mean, everybody, see, this is what I get. Like, no, what's his name? Kiefer, Kiefer. I'm a genius. I pick all the draft picks. Um, Mel Kuyper, yes, okay. Yeah, dummy. Yeah, dummy. <laughs> Sorry about that. I almost said the A word. That's all right. Um, it's like Trey Lance. You, I think you were agreeing with me or close to it. I'm like, this guy's no good. He hasn't done nothing. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I wasn't him. sure. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure. And I said it about Murray. Murray's nothing. I could see Arizona dumping him like they dumped Trey Lance in that 20-something million dollar contract. I will give you credit. I remember you have not been a fan of Kyler Murray. I remember that. Nate, I'm short. You're short, Nate. We stood on the field together in soccer and we're about the same height. I think so, yeah. We we root for the short guy. (laughs) But Kyler Murray, I I mean... I thought you said me and you couldn't be an NFL quarterback. Okay, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I think we could, Nate. If they're taking five foot, if we were black, we'd be quarterbacks, Nate. Here's the point. Here's the point. Um, I don't think tanking should be... Um, you say it's been going on. I don't think it works. It never. I, I've never seen it really work. I've never no, seen it, it work. It doesn't. It doesn't. Right? See, here's my deal, Nate. This is why I make fun of people like Lamar Jackson. Ooh, you're fast. Ooh, you ran for 100 yards. You threw for 100. 
but you haven't won a playoff game. So, you know, take all that $50 million contract somewhere else. By the way, I'm going to tell you, Lamar Jackson, uh, you know I'm a more, more of a fan than Lamar than uh, Kyler. Yeah. I'm more of a fan of Lamar than Kyler. Um, Lamar's a little bigger, by the way. All right. Oh, okay, five foot ten and a quarter. <laughs> he's and, the, he's uh, better. He's, he's better. He's playing video games. Oh, he's a lot better. You know that. He's a lot better. Hey, what's better? I mean, better than are we, Kyler. Are, are we because we're watching Rapid City Stevens football, Rapid City Central football? Hey, we got five wins this year. We're good. Well, we'll he's see. A great quarterback. We'll see. Let's see. Let's give him some time here. All right. Um, I love to bet you a single quarter, a quarter. that Jackson don't win nine games and he gets hurt before nine. the season's over. Okay, let me think on that. All right. You, you know where to quarter. find me. You know where to find oh, me. Oh, yeah. All right, buddy. Have a great Thanks day. Thanks for getting in. I appreciate it. Uh, off and running on a Monday, my, my point is maybe you could pull out, okay, we're going to tank for, I mean, it hasn't worked for the 76ers. Would you guys agree? The 76ers are a mess. I mean, they, they're a well, What do you mean they went to the NBA playoffs? Well, that's nice. That's that's not the goal in pro sports. They were supposed to tank and be so bad for so many years, they were going to win an NBA title. A title, okay? Not, yeah, we'll make the playoffs. It seems like the Cardinals, again, nobody will ever say it. You won't prove it, but it sure looks bad right now. Shipping out players, trades, Colt McCoy. They're going to start with whoever uh, next week at QB because Kyler Murray, he looks uh, he looks like he's on thin ice to me, even after a big money contract. they think Do they think Caleb Williams is going to be that good to go after him? I hate seeing tanking. I do. I don't think it, I don't think it helps the organization. I really don't in the long run. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Um, Nate, I think the Cardinals are tanking. I don't think it'll help them. I think trading guys for a fifth-round pick isn't really going to get you where you need to be. And kind of on your other caller's message, I, I don't think scrambling quarterbacks like they're doing is beneficial for the team. They kind of got to be like John Elway and run for 8-10 to 10 and hit their butt and play it safe and not take a beating. So. Yeah, I got you on that. So, So you're telling me, Hey, the Cardinals are doing this, and you're getting play. You're getting rid of players for fourth round, fifth round picks. Those guys are a dime a dozen, which I would agree. Fifth yeah, round I, picks are a dime a dozen. You don't know if they're going to pan out. Well, I don't. I don't think you know if any pick is going to pan out. But when these teams sell all out for all their picks, you end up with a lot of people who aren't happy to be there, and it's going to take a while to buy, to kind of get all these guys to buy in that they can be a winning winning team and to kind of get to that spot they need to be. Yeah, and they haven't been a winning team, Arizona, traditionally, didn't, really. Didn't, um, weren't, weren't they favored to go to the Super Bowl like four years ago because they had a good defense, and then that's when they trade for DeAndre Hopkins, and then that team just kind of yes, yes. fell apart. I, yes. you know, They're not a very good team, and selling out is a bad look. I appreciate it. I agree Have with you. Day. Thanks for getting in. I, I, uh, I just wanted to point this out because you don't see it very often in the NFL, and I don't want to see it. But I'm asking you guys, how do you how do you stop? I mean, you've seen it in the NBA now a lot. Major League Baseball does it quietly because we don't follow the draft, so so nobody knows that Major League Baseball teams do this, but they do, 
and they get away with it because they say, well, get rid of all these rich contracts and build from the bottom up. Well, essentially, you start tanking. Major League Baseball teams are, are pro tankers, a lot of them. And the fans sometimes accept it because it's so hard to build the farm system. It takes a long time. NFL teams, you can have a game breaker, okay, and you pick up a free agent here and a pick there, and now your team, hey, look out. So NFL teams aren't typically tankers. I think it really goes against the whole idea. Football players, football teams, we expect grinders, battlers. It's the best league in the world. Why? The parity, the competitiveness. It's just off the charts. And now we got to – have we seen NFL teams tank? I can't think of very many that have done it like this. I mean, it just – the last few days for the Cardinals, it's been something. We have a uh, – I, I know a gentleman here in town. He's a big-time Cardinals fan. He, he, he told me, he ran into me, he said, you don't talk about my Cardinals enough. I'd love to know what Cardinal fans think is going on here. And you wonder if fans get duped, meaning the 76er fans did. Well, trust the process. We'll, we're going to be really, really good. And I'm still waiting for Joel Embiid and the whole crew to win the whole thing. I'm still waiting for it. They're, they're a lot longer away now than they were. Is this the type of thing, well, we're going we're gonna to get rid of players and now we're going to be right in this thing. If we get Caleb Williams, this is going to be the worth it. It's going to be worth it. Do Cardinal fans think that? I think it's a really bad precedent if this is how a team or another team next year starts looking at, what if we get this player? What if we get that player? Generational players. Well, we have to, we have to tank because we're not going to be good anyway. Um, Lister text here coming in. They're definitely tanking, it looks like, for Caleb Williams. They're having a race to last place with the Rams. Do you think Sean McVay's staying in this thing with the Rams to finish last so he can get Caleb Williams and maybe get a couple more years in the league? Sean McVay, I thought he was on his way out anyway. He's going he's gonna to last through a tanking and try and get Caleb Williams? Maybe. Um, listener text, Cardinals are deliberately tanking. Trying to get the top picks. So you guys think they are. It, and I said, it's really, it's raising red flags. The Colt McCoy thing today was like, I think you, you get rid of this player, a D-end, this guy for a fifth pick. People kind of go, well, yeah, okay. It looks like they're kind of demantling some players here on the defensive side. And then you don't have any quarterback. Kyler Murray's not ready. You got a rookie. You got a veteran, a, a retread here. So now you're going, well, we're going to get rid of Colt McCoy. <laughs> and that almost just like told everybody, yeah, we're, we're out. What should the NFL, could the NFL do anything like this? I, I, I don't think they can. Listener text coming in, uh, what do they say here? The league needs to step in and penalize the Cardinals here. You can't call into question the integrity of the league. The Cardinals are tanking in public and going for that first pick. Well, how can the league, how can the league steps in there, uh, step in there? That's my question. I don't know if they can. How can the league step in there? Because I, I open with this. You can't really prove it. The fans don't want to think that, the, the NFL fans in general, and I think even Cardinal fans are, well, maybe we'll get Caleb Williams. Yeah, we're not going to be very good. Some Cardinal fans, I think, appreciate this approach. I think a majority 
I think a majority do not because I will tell you, tanking's never been great. Tanking has never, I, I've never seen a team worst and now we got this guy and now we're the best. I mean, the Colts had Andrew Luck. They got further than they did. They never went to the top. I mean, it's, it's one of those things, building a roster and being competitive. Caleb Williams is not going to save the Cardinals. The Cardinals are trying to not only get the first pick, they're trying to get a second pick. I mean, they're trying, <laughs> they're trying to load up. They think they can make the difference. Let's bag this year because Kyler Murray's down. Let's get rid of Colt McCoy. We don't want to win six games. We want to win like one. Um, listener text, one more, 720-1067. What do you think of tanking? That's our question. Um, what do you say about it? And I think it's really, really damaging. I think it's really damaging to the organization, the league, um, from a fan uh, side. Listener text, one more before another call. There's too much betting on the NFL games, and what the Cardinals are trying to do is going to show how to do it for the rest of the teams. If the NFL doesn't step in now, you're going to see other teams do this. Um, I don't think of any major tank jobs in the NFL unless I'm missing some. I haven't seen like a three-day fire sale like you've seen from the Cardinals the last few days. And like they had Colt McCoy as a starter. He's played for him. He's done a pretty good job. And they're like, yeah, we're going to get rid of him too. <laughs> what? Well, um, what are you guys doing? Thanks for calling. You're live and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. How are you doing? Hey, I'm go doing good. What do you say on this? Good. Good. I, uh, number one, I think tanking is, I agree with you. And the dead giveaway that the Cardinals are tanking is they just traded away Isaiah Simmons, too. Yes, saw that one. Yeah, he was a first-round draft pick, what, two years ago, three years ago out of Clemson? Yep. And and he had a really good game for the Giants the other night. So it's like... I don't think they yeah, got much tanking, in return either for him, if I no, remember no, right. No, no, no. I think it was like a fifth or sixth rounder, maybe a seventh, who knows. But, uh, yeah, I just think the tanking is a bad look. What, just, what can you do? That's my question here. I, have we seen this in the NFL? I don't remember it. Maybe I'm forgetting. I don't remember I don't tanking think, to get a player. You know, they talked about suck for luck and then tank for two. How'd that, how'd that work out? Yep. But anyway... I just, uh, other than when the Colts did it, and they, I mean, it was after Manning was gone, and I can't remember the quarterback's name, but he was pretty bad. But I, I don't think it's rampant by any means at okay. all. Okay. All right. And you don't think it could be? I hope not. I hope. I it. think it could be, but there's too much like the previous texture about the gambling. I don't, I don't see it as uh, viable, but I could be wrong. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for getting in. Um, here's the thing. I don't think the league can do anything about this right now. The league can't tell the Cardinals what to do with their roster. They tell them you got to have 53. Here's a here's the 53. They can't tell them you can't start a fifth round QB that nobody knows about. Fifth round. I mean, imagine Coach Gannon. He comes over from the Eagles. Imagine the Cardinals rolling out a fifth round QB they just picked up. Nobody knows about. They got rid of Colt McCoy. Kyler Murray can't play. And they got rid of a rush DN. I mean, they got rid of some of these players, and you're going, yes, the league can see it, but they can't do anything about it. I don't remember the NFL going through a stretch where a team deliberately goes down this road. 
It's on the edge. Teams have been on the edge, but the Cardinals seem like they're they're right there. Trying to lose to get USC's Caleb Williams. And then Kyler goes where? So interesting. Mike Wall is on the way, former Green Bay Packer offensive lineman, NFL analyst. We'll hit him on this and more. His podcast on my block, great NFL guest Mike Wall live next. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. At Gateway Autoplex, we strive to give you the best car buying experience in the Black Hills. We offer a hassle-free, worry-free environment, and we've made it easy to get pre-approved in minutes by going to gatewayapproves.com. Or stop and can help you through the process right there. So check us out. 410 North Campbell Street or 123 Omaha. Two great locations serving you in the Black Hills. See for yourself why our customers say we have the funnest buying experience in Rapid City. Gateway Autoplex, where nobody, and I mean nobody, beats a gateway deal. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly clear tonight with lows around 60. Northwesterly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. 54, you'll love it, downtown Main Street. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, sales, service, and recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. I met you on somebody's island. You thought you had known me Welcome back in. South Dakota Sports Talk Show back on a Monday. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Here we go. The Nate Brown Show live weekdays 4 to 6. 1067 FM, 1150 AM on the radio side. Bring us up on your phone anywhere, foxsportsrapidcity.com. And bring us up there on YouTube, The Nate Brown Show. You can watch us live. A lot of people doing that. We appreciate it. Subscribe to the channel. You've got us on YouTube at The Nate Brown Show. And Twitter as well, at Nate Brown Show. You'll find this guy on Twitter at MikeWall68. His podcast just came out uh, today. I saw that episode on my block. Former Green Bay Packer offensive lineman Mike Wall on tonight. Mike, good to have you. Thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm great, Nate. Thanks for having me. Appreciate your time as always. So I, I got to go to this big topic here, and I started my show with it, so I want your perspective on it. It's hard to prove it. Uh, nobody wants to think it's happening. Um, tanking in the NFL or in pro sports in general. The Cardinals have getting, they've gotten rid of players, including Colt McCoy today. So they might have a rookie starting or, or Josh Dobbs, I, I, I don't know, uh, week one here. It looks interesting to me. The, the Colt McCoy thing today seemed odd. What do you say about what the Cardinals have done the last few days? Well, you know, for me, the hard part starts with their quarterback and all the drama that happened, you know, really surrounding not only the, the contract, everything, it was, you know, the stipulations in the contract, but going back even the last couple of years with the sideline behavior and the clear talent that he has versus his ability to lead and their ability to win games, um, the way that they've handled, the way that their ownership has handled the last couple of years from, you know, they extended their head coach, they extended their general manager, they extended their quarterback all in the same year, I believe, and then they end up firing two of them. One of them's on IR now. There's, there's just a lot of upheaval. And as you look at this roster, you know, they've got some decent pieces. They've got some, some guys that you could say might start on some other teams, but they, 
you know, I'm looking at this offensive roster right now. There's not a lot of guys that I'm going to trade for. And defensively, you know, aside from maybe Buda Baker, who's a, who's been a great player. Yep. Um, I don't know that I'm getting anything out of the rest of these players. You can't you can't look at this roster and say, I mean, Nate, you can't say this is a five win team, and that's that's pretty bad in the National Football League. So, the only problem with tanking that I have just fundamentally is. When there's twenty two when there you know, there's twenty two people on the field, eleven field eleven players on your side, and you've got coaches that know the the name of the game is to get fired and get rehired by somebody else and you have to kinda of prove that you at least can do a good job of developing talent or whatever it is that you do well, you have to do well. I just don't know that it's as easy to tank in the National Football League as it might be, say, in, in the NBA. Yes. Yes, I would agree with that. I said I, I believe Mike tanking traditionally I don't think it works. I mean, 76ers yeah. made it famous. They, they, they said, trust the process. Well, they've been in the playoffs, not much more than that. That's even in the NBA. So yeah. if the Cardinals are trying to get and like, hey, this year's going to be bad, let's try and get Caleb Williams. Uh, what do you say about that? Their prospect of, yeah, I guess Caleb Williams could change your organization, but what to do to get him? Yeah, that's the the hard part is that you know looking at it from the players' perspective, you you've got a guy like Zach Ertz who's on this team. You got a guy like DJ Humphreys. These are good players in the league. Kelvin Beecham's been a good player in this league. And you know the hard part is they they might be going to their eighth, ninth, tenth season, and they're looking to do something with their lives. They're looking they they, they know the window's running out. They know times running running out. You you've got ownership that wants to tank for the season. I mean, I've always just had such a hard time with that philosophically. And then the other part of this is again. You might put together a terrible. You might put together the Cleveland Indians roster in Major League, and you still might win football games. Yeah. You still might find a way to win. Like your third string quarterback might be going up against a depleted Dallas Cowboys team or one of these teams that you should you know, should blow you out, and they just lay an egg or they're on their third string quarterback. Something happens, and you know you piece together a couple wins, and you don't get that last that last spot. You're not getting that one quarterback who we think definitively is going to change the lives of, of a franchise. I don't know that it's worth it for me. If, if I was thinking about tanking Nate, my thought process would be: listen, let's build up as much um, free agency capital as we can by dumping players. Okay. We're obviously going to get high into the draft. So if I feel good that you know we're going to get a, a top five pick, for example, and they're they're gonna, listen. No matter what they do right now, they're going to be a top five. I mean, they, on paper, they look like a terrible football team. Then, you know, the other reason for getting rid of these guys, for me, the only reason would be, let's see what we got out of some of these young players that we can play for cheap, and then let's just jettison as much kind of dead money that's not going to actually translate into wins right now as possible. The, the real question is, if you look across the league, because the Dallas Cowboys, everything that's happening with them today, and they trade, they traded the San Francisco 49ers for Trey Lance, you know, and he's going to be the third quarterback, but he's the third pick in the draft a couple years ago. You just start going, well, let's see, Dak Prescott's going to make $59 million next season, heading into next season. And he hasn't won, but like what, one playoff game, two playoff games? Yeah. They've never gone to it. You know, they, they haven't done anything. So, in other words, you might say, well, they're in the playoffs, at least they have a chance. But realistically, with a lot of there's only eight teams, you know, if you look at the last 20 years, there's eight teams every year competing for the championship. And we can kind of, we can always talk about who they are. Maybe they have an off year here or there. Yeah, but the Pittsburgh Steelers are always going to be competing. But the, the Patriots have been down for the, you know, the last two years, but they're, they're going to they're gonna be competing again. 
The Packers are always going to be competing. The Niners are always going to be competing. There's teams that are always going to be competing, and there's literally everybody else. And if you're one of the everybody else, it's either you got the wrong management or the wrong players. You figure it out. You got to do something about it. I don't know what the Cardinals think they're doing right now on either on either front. Mike Wall on tonight, former Green Bay Packer old lineman on my block, his podcast NFL analyst here on the Nate Brown Show, talking Cardinals. He got rid of Isaiah Simmons, um, good mm-hmm. defensive player, and defense, cut yeah. uh, Colt McCoy today. So you know he would have been the starting quarterback, and he's done. Rather, you know he's he's been serviceable over the years. So. What do you think the fans think? I said I, I think there's probably Cardinal fans that say, "Well, this is this is smart." There's fans that that believe this is smart, and then I think there's a big chunk that say, "Yeah, we're going to lose. We, that's not good for an organization or community." Well, if, how are the how are the fans going to express how they feel? Are they going to buy? I wouldn't. I can't imagine the season ticket sales for the Arizona Cardinals is going to be very high. Right. You know, this this is going to remind me of back when we used to go play the San Diego Chargers. Even when they had good teams, the Packers would you know, Packer fans would make up seventy five percent of the stadium. And I would imagine with whatever you know capacity they have in Arizona Cardinals Stadium this year, the majority of it's going to be from the road team. I, I just don't see a community supporting the actions that they're taking right now or the steps that they're taking in order to not win football games. You know, you just you mentioned the number of players they just got rid of. Obviously, their starting quarterback's not going to be on. They just have it. You're supposed to be excited about, you know, having a new coach, a new, you know, new leadership. Anybody excited about any decisions that they've made over the last six months? I, I just don't know that that's true. Okay, last one on this. Where do you think Kyler Murray, let's just say these guys go and win two, three games. They get the number one pick. They go Caleb Williams. So then what's Kyler Murray's future? Yeah, so that's always a good question because he's got talent. You see it. He pops off the screen from a talent standpoint. And you're going to go, you know, he's got, there's kind of two, there's two ways that this could go, Nate. He could go to a place with a very strong leader at the helm, Bill Belichick. Like maybe, and probably not Bill, but somebody like that. You just, you know where the buck stops every time. Mike like Tomlin. Mike type. Tomlin, if Pickett doesn't Tom, work out. Well, right? yeah, if Kenny Pickett wasn't playing so well, maybe okay. it would be Mike. But most likely, you know, I, and just for reasons that we, it would probably take too long to get into, he probably goes to a place where the owner is just trying to boost ticket sales, and they're going to say, "Hey, this guy's a you know top paid guy, he's a really high, really quality quarterback." Blah 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 blah. He's got a chance, and you know it it, it turns into one of those deals. In other words, if it's not going to work out here, unless he goes to the right place, I don't know that it's going to work out anywhere else. It's not that he's going to be a bad player, but is he ever going to be a championship caliber quarterback or a guy that you think is going to win a Super Bowl? I don't know. Okay, I'll go to this Cowboys thing. You mentioned Trey Lance. That one surprised me. Jerry Jones just did it unilaterally. I mean, he can. He's the GM owner. Um, so, Trey Lance going to the Cowboys. What do you think Jerry's thinking? Well, I think Jerry's thinking that uh, Mike McCarthy has not delivered uh, as far as what the expectations are in Dallas. And, you know, we can always debate over the expectations to sell you know, jerseys are the expectations to win Super Bowls at this point. I, I think Jerry wants the best of both worlds, but the expectations haven't been met. Um, they haven't they haven't succeeded in the playoffs. Um, Dak Prescott has, is coming off his worst season, and he's due sixty million dollars or damn near sixty million dollars next season. So, you know, from that standpoint, I know they they signed Cooper Rush uh, to an extension this offseason to be the number two. 
But Trey Lance, I mean, listen, you, you pick up Trey Lance for a four. I think they had a second round grade on him. He was the third pick in the draft. He's got enormous upside to, from a physical standpoint. Jerry's always liked physical specimens at any position. And so they're picking him up. And from Jerry's standpoint, he's like, well, yeah, fourth round draft pick, I'll give that up to take a flyer on a guy that maybe in two years could be maybe as a franchise guy. And if he's not, I lost a fourth round pick. I'll, I'll try to trade him away somewhere else. You know, they don't, they don't have to pick up a fifth year option for a couple more years. I mean, they have time to figure out if this is going to work or not. And I believe, I, I believe that San Francisco has to eat some of the money that's owed to him now. I, can't, I don't remember what the numbers were, but I don't know if they have to pay every dollar of his salary. Okay, last one for Mike Wall on tonight, kicking off the week. Um, I saw this. I thought it was funny, and, and you've been in locker rooms. So Matthew Stafford's wife said, hey, Matthew can't relate, or he's having a hard time relating to all these young players. <laughs> so Matthew's 35. Um right. And he's saying they're on their phones. Normally we'd talk, we'd play a little ping pong, we'd have some camaraderie. They're on their phones. I, I feel like uh, a dad. You think that's real with today's young players? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You, I, I, I've seen it firsthand. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's almost it's almost comical because the the it's it's just like in the young, it happens even at the you know the twelve, thirteen, fourteen of the aspiring athletes. They get off the field and they 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 can call themselves great friends and they have these good relationships. But even if they're you know they're standing uh, you know to two meters from one another, they're going to be on their phones and they could be communicating with each other on their phones. Yeah, right. And it's just yeah, and, and it's a very um, you know from from somebody who who grew up in our generation, it's a very passive aggressive way to live your life, right? Because you can say a lot of things on there that you wouldn't say to their face. They kind of go on the way you communicate with one another. You don't look at you in the eye. You don't shake hands. And it's a, it's very very foreign. I'm sure it's foreign to Matthew. Um, it's foreign to me. But you, you just you got to get him you know where you're at. And uh, and if he wants to have success with these young guys, you just got to find a way. Much like by the way, it seems at least Aaron Rodgers is doing whatever Aaron Rodgers is doing in New York. You know I know he 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 kind of figured out this is going to be uh, a bit of a media tour for him being on Hard Knocks. But man, he has used it to full capacity and. Whatever he's doing, it's working, and, and Matthew Stafford and the rest of us should take a cue from Aaron Rodgers because he seems to have really impacted players of all ages in that building. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, last one, do you think you had stronger bonds then with your teammates than today's player? It's kind of a tough question, but do you think that? Uh, yeah, you know, I think I think every situation is different. I think with the people that you spend the most time with, you just have naturally strong bonds with. You know, I, I think – the guys that played college ball together are probably closer than the guys that play uh, pro ball together. I think if you have uh, if you have you know, wives, girlfriends, families that hang out together, I think that increases the bond that you have with one another. That usually also correlates with not being on your phone all the time. So I think when we're you know when Matthew is talking about the young guys in particular, you're probably talking about rookie second year guys, guys that don't have families, guys that don't necessarily have somebody to go home to, and so that that phone is. Um, also a huge part of their social landscape as well, right, as opposed yeah. to going home and seeing somebody. So when that happens, when you have the other people in your life, when you have your family around, I think that that does change the dynamic with the with the phone in particular, and then therefore that changes the dynamic with other uh, people in the locker room. Mike Wall tonight, good stuff, getting us going. Green Bay Packer offensive lineman, his podcast is on my block. Find him on X, Twitter, Mike Wall 68 Mike, thanks, I appreciate it, man. 
You got it, Nate. Have a good week. Thanks a lot. Mike Wall kicking off the week. Good to have him on a Monday. Fox Sports Rapid City, former Green Bay Packer offensive lineman, current NFL analyst, breaks down really good breakdown of the game. Uh, Mike Wall, his podcast on my block. Find it on my block. Part of Believe. So I thought that was interesting, and, and this is perfect. It fits the old man yelling at the clouds like me. I had a birthday in August, so I'm old now. Matthew Stafford's 35. His wife's talking about the struggles he's having relating to all these young players that are coming in for the Rams. And he literally said, he goes, you know, we go into the locker room after practice, the whole thing. They aren't talking to people. They're, they're on their phones. They're doing this. I, um, You know, we used to have some camaraderie. We used to visit and hang out. He says it's been a it's been a shift there, pretty big shift with the young players. He said, "I feel like a dad. Do I do I take away their phones?" <laughs> He's like, "We're on the same level, but uh, it it seems a lot different." So that's interesting. You have a pro player, 35 year old guy. That's not that old, right? But he says it's different than it was before. And I I have to say, I mean, it is getting worse. I think all the time. Um, sucked into our phones on everything, okay? We have like a no-phone area, you know? At my house, we try to do that. Like, my teenage daughter, you can't, there's no phone in your bedroom. No phone, no phone. You got to have no phone. You got to have some ability there to, you know, be away from the phone and not in that thing all the time. This is really interesting. Uh, How does that affect teams? I I don't know. I don't know if you can point to, oh, well, really has an impact on teams. It would be interesting. You wonder if the connection is what it used to be in locker rooms. I mean, I remember my brother back in the day at Wyoming, his connection with his teammates in college, just outstanding. I mean, we're talking mid-'90s now, so phones weren't the hot thing. And it was just outstanding. Is that the same today in college football locker rooms? It's interesting. I think we might have to parlay that into a uh, question of the day. Uh, technology and, and what that what that could be doing. Matthew Stafford kind of talking about it from his end in the Rams locker room. John Bryce is on next. He's back from Dublin, Ireland. John covered Notre Dame. What did we think of the opening weekend there, week zero? And you know who's playing Thursday, right? Huskers, Minnesota. I mean, let's get into this. John Bryce, college football writer on the way. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports, Rapid City. Tin Lizzie BetMGM Sportsbook is your home for the best sports betting experience in South Dakota. They have great food, great service, and great 4K TVs. There's not a bad seat in the house. And every game is on at Tin Lizzie. Bet on your favorite teams and watch the game, have a cold one, and enjoy summer in the Black Hills. BetMGM Sportsbook at Tin Lizzie, the king of sportsbooks. What game are you betting on? Make your play at Tin Lizzie, Main Street, Deadwood. Great news. I just got the State Farm Personal Price Plan on our home and auto insurance. You told our agent about my thing for romance novels? No, you don't have to get that personal. Our agent just helped me choose affordable options to create a personalized price just for us. Oh, sweet. Then you won't believe the love triangle Jen is in now. Contact me, State Farm agent Scott Carlson, to create your personal price plan today. Price by state. Options selected by customer. 
Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, the Nate Brown Show. Nate. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Back on a Monday. Here we go. 1067 FM, 1150 AM. Stream us there, foxsportsrapidcity.com. Bring us up on Twitter or X at Nate Brown Show on Twitter. At Nate Brown Show. Watch the show live. Interact with us on there. Answer our questions of the day. It's all good. Gabe Black's coming up. Major League Baseball writer straight ahead. Yeah, we're in the last part of the season here, man. 30 games left. Is that where we're at? Gabe Black's coming up. Major League Baseball talking about my cubbies. Yeah, we've been hot. We've been hot. John Bryce is in tonight. He likes baseball. I know that. National College football writer for footballscoop.com. If you don't hit the site, got to get there, man. Footballscoop.com. He just covered Notre Dame and Dublin, Ireland. John, welcome back, man. How are you? Uh, I'm good, Nate. Glad to be back home in the States and, and glad to be back where I can get Braves scores um, <laughs> at, at reasonable times. So, Your Braves are uh, fine. They're, they're, uh, are they the number one team right now, John? They are the number one team as of right now, but nobody plays to be the number one team on August 28th. So um, got to gotta keep pedal to the metal and uh, see what happens from here. Okay, let's talk about the game you covered. I'm watching it Saturday, and Notre Dame stepped on it pretty early, and the quarterback play from Hartman was solid. What did you think as you covered the game in Ireland as Notre Dame blew past Navy? Yeah, don't want to be guilty uh, too much of being a prisoner of the moment, but also want to note the conversations that we've already had, and that is that I expect this to be uh, a Notre Dame team that challenges for a college football playoff berth. I expect uh, ultimately that, that Notre Dame's game November 4th at Clemson will have immense college football playoff ramifications. But, uh, look, it, it shows you the difference between what Notre Dame can be with adequate quarterback play and what Notre Dame has the potential to be with elite quarterback play. And uh, four touchdowns in their first four offensive possessions of the first half with a quarterback starting his first-ever game for that team two guards starting their first-ever games at the collegiate level, and a guy, an offensive coordinator, Jerry Parker, uh, truly entrusted and turned loose of an offense uh, really for the first time ever going into a season opener. So um, a lot to like about Notre Dame. I thought when you, when you try to objectively look at how Notre Dame fared against Navy, plus with the travel logistics versus how USC fared, at home against San Jose State, those are the two most prominent teams playing this weekend. Yeah, uh, it's only it's only one weekend, but Notre Dame looked a heck of a lot better than USC. Okay, that's interesting. I'm going to get to USC. One more on Notre Dame is, you say okay, contender for the playoff. How hard is their schedule? Look, looks pretty tough. It does. Um, you know, they've got the big three. They've got Ohio State. Southern Cal and Clemson, uh, two of those three are at home. I think that's most substantial uh, that they get both Ohio State and USC under the light inside Notre Dame Stadium. Both of those will be 7.30 p.m. Eastern kickoffs on NBC when they roll around. Uh, I think um, aside from facing you know, those teams and some quality ACC teams as well along the way, I would contend the most uh, insane and challenging part of Notre Dame's schedule is the fact that 
Nate, before the calendar rolls to October 1, Notre Dame's season literally will be halfway over. By September 30th, Notre Dame will play will have played six games. Mm. I don't remember that happening many times in, in recent history uh, of college football. I certainly don't remember it happening for a team entertaining the type of uh, top-end college football playoff aspirations that Notre Dame does. So, yeah, they've got some difficulties in their schedule, uh, but it's compounded by the fact that they play eight consecutive games to open the season. So by, by October 14th, so another way to put it is before we even reach the midpoint of October, Notre Dame season will be two-thirds of the way over. John Bryce on tonight covered Notre Dame Navy in Ireland. He's on footballscoop.com, national writer. So I'm watching um, highlights there because, you know, I can't find the Pac-12 network. I was on the road. <laughs> so anyway, USC, San Jose State. I'm seeing San Jose State put up some numbers. I mean, they're, they're tossing it around. They're scoring. They kind of stayed in that thing pretty early. USC just put up a ton of points. I'm wondering if that's the model here. Lincoln Riley. What should we think about Lincoln Riley? Great offensive teams. Are his defenses just what they are, what we saw Saturday? I don't know because, um, yeah, USC finished with 56 points. But, Nate, this game was 21-14 at halftime. And it was 21-14 at halftime because San Jose State executed a uh, a last-minute scoring drive in the in the second quarter to, to go into the half down only 21 to 14, and this was uh, supposed to be a much better year for the USC defense with um, you know Alex Grinch back for a second year as coordinator, yet more additions from the transfer portal, more guys that had returned. I mean, Lincoln Riley himself said after the game, the ceiling for this team right now is so much higher than it was a year ago. Mm. Okay, well. If that's the case, if that's the head coach saying that, then I think it's absolutely fair to say, okay, then the expectation going into this game should have been so much higher. And, look, they gave up 400 yards to San Jose. And San Jose, yes, has a veteran quarterback. San Jose State was not known as an offensive juggernaut. And as well coached as it is under Brent Brennan, I like him a lot they haven't been known as offensive juggernauts. So I, I thought that was pretty concerning to me. Okay, they put up a lot of yards, put up you know quite a few points. USC ran away from them uh, at the end, but that's that's my thing is it feels like USC just has to outscore teams. It kind of reminds me of Oklahoma back in the day. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be the knock until USC or whomever Lincoln Riley coaches proves that it can win a defensive slugfest. And thus far, be it at Oklahoma, or uh, in a very short sample size at USC. Um, the Trojans under Lincoln Riley have not proved that they can win a defensive contest, a 20-17 to 17 type affair, or even really that they can, they can stand up to the physicality of, of a Utah-type team. So um, I thought – I was surprised that USC looked that vulnerable um, Saturday. And, again, it's just one game, and I don't want to make too many overarching – uh, conclusions about it, but I, I was frankly surprised by it. I was continuing to watch it, uh, even as I did some writing and some other stuff, uh, watching the game cast, watching the live stats broadcast, uh, and I was fairly stunned the way that uh, San Jose State continued to stay in that game and continued to have a lot of different success. Okay, so give me a breakdown really quick before I let you run, John, if you would, for Thursday night. You got Nebraska-Minnesota. What do you think goes on there? 
I tell you, I, I said this on the Football Scoop podcast last week. I think that people will not be able to turn away from that game in the fourth quarter. I really believe that. I would be surprised if Nebraska is not in the middle of that contest deep into the second half. I really will. Uh, I think that the Matt Rule has flipped a lot of that roster. He's a proven program rebuilder. He's a much better fit at the college level than the NFL level. Um, and there's great games all this coming weekend. But that's one of the ones I'm looking forward to on Thursday night, along with Florida-Utah. Uh, but I expect that to be a tight nip-and-tuck contest going into the, the second half, deep into the second half. So if Nebraska won that pretty big upset, though, you're saying? I mean, an upset. Yeah. Oh, absolutely an upset. I mean, uh, I've said I believe that Matt Rule can, can get Nebraska to bowl eligibility this year. But if they go out and win on the road against the Wisconsin team that, that sort of has its own set of expectations, has its own – uh, type of football and its own brand of stability that PJ Fleck has bought there, then I think you're you start to raise what you believe Nebraska could do if the Huskers go and win this game Thursday night. Okay, uh, last one for John Bryce. You said Florida, Utah. What do you think of uh, that matchup? Pac-12, SEC. Florida was struggling last year. How good are they? Um, I like Utah in this game. Uh, we still don't know for sure if Cam Rising is going to play. That's certainly a key. The Utah quarterback is so good. But but since I visited with Utah uh, and their their staff all the way back at the end of May, 1st of June, there was optimism then that Cam Rising would be able to play. The atmosphere is going to not just be one of the best atmospheres of this weekend, Nate, but I would encourage everyone to dial in Thursday night and, and check out this game from Salt Lake City because I think it will be one of the quintessential college football atmospheres of the entire season. And lastly, before I let you go or you let me go or whatever, I did want to tell you um, I had somebody come up to me in Dublin, a Notre Dame fan who is from Rapid City, and uh, I said, oh, I do Nate Brown's show all the time. He goes, yeah, I listen to that. So uh, I love it. Anyway, I love it. You had some international uh, representation <laughs> from an Irish fan in Dublin, who also attended a, a live podcast that I did over there. That's gold, man. Um, and I hope you enjoyed Ireland. Get some rest, John. What was the best part about Ireland? You know what? Uh, I got to. I uh, had a lot of activities involved with my wife working for Notre Dame, and we got to do the uh, Cliffs of House walk, H-O-U-T-H or H-O-W-T-H on Thursday. That, to me, was uh, overwhelmingly the absolute top part. We got to do some other cool stuff, had a private event, at Guinness headquarters, but the cliff wall oh. was up. Okay, solid. Um, John, enjoy it, man. Thanks for uh, the time tonight. Enjoy the week. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, Nate. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks a lot. Week one is here. John Bryce will be on it. He's back from Ireland. Footballscoop.com, national writer, covered Notre Dame over Navy. What did you say? Guinness private event with Guinness? Huh, that. I mean, that's good stuff right there. Dan Patrick, of course, was live there. He had some great shows with Will Farrell uh, last week. Had some great shows. Good stuff. You know what we're trying to do? You know what we're trying to do, Matt Kearney? You know what we're trying to do for a special event this upcoming football season, everybody? Super Bowl. Super Bowl. So I've never been to Super Bowl Radio Road broadcasting live and interviewing all of the guys coming through, Jerry Rice, all, all these guys, we're trying to put that together. It's in Las Vegas, so we're trying to put Super Bowl, the Nate Brown Show, at the Super Bowl together. Stay tuned. It's not Ireland, but uh, we get what we can get. Jason Andaris in next on Fox Sports Rapid City. Midco Sports High School football analyst. 
What game was the biggest surprise on Friday Night Lights? Boy, some interesting games. We'll break some down next. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. For 84 years, Pomp's Tire Service has been providing best-in-class service and value. We have grown to over 200 locations and are one of a few service providers that buy tires manufacturer direct. We are proud to pass those savings on to you, our customers. Pomp's, the tire and service professionals, family-owned since 1939. Through August 31st, get up to $130 in rebates on select Firestone tires, up to $140 in rebates on select Bridgestone tires, or up to $240 in rebates on select Goodyear tires. See store for details or visit us at Pomp'sTire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly clear tonight with lows around 60. Northwesterly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Sunny skies and calm tomorrow, highs around 86. Clear skies and quiet again tomorrow night, lows level off around 61. Dry with temperatures a bit above average Wednesday and Thursday and highs from the upper 80s to the mid 90s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City, your sports, your show. The Nate Brown Show built by Consolidated Construction when it comes to a company that takes care of you from start to finish for your next build. It's Consolidated Construction. They've ingrained their business into the community. You need somebody who cares and knows each project is not just a building. It has a true purpose. It's a community. It's your business launchpad. Consolidated Construction will help you from start to finish. They were born in the Dakotas more than 70 years now. Consolidated Construction, Rapid City. Start online at onecalltobuild.com. Onecalltobuild.com. Gabe Black's coming up, Major League Baseball writer, USA Today. He's on tap. And I want to get into this. Dalton Wademan's on tap tonight. He's the Spearfish head football coach. So Spearfish hasn't beaten St. Thomas More in 13 tries. It took him 13. And they beat St. Thomas More the other night, put up 51. And the Spartans looked like a team to me on the high school football side. I'm, I'm seeing them up there being kind of built up. They got more numbers out, and they've kind of been improving. They still had some struggles. That one uh, got my attention uh, the other night. Spearfish beat St. Thomas Moore. And I looked at it, and I said, okay, what was the uh, most surprising development in high school football this past weekend? What was the most surprising high school football result this past weekend? Spearfish over St. Thomas Moore. Sioux Falls Jefferson returning champs, by the way. The defending champs, they lost a bunch of players. They beat Harrisburg. A lot of people thought Harrisburg would get them. How about T? Did you see T area in 11AA? A, a contender, I think, in 11AA. They beat Huron by one. I think people were surprised by that. And then you run down... I think it was a little bit surprising. Uh, Stevens went out to Sioux Falls, Washington. I thought they might be able to stay in that one a long time. Got down early, lost by 20. Um, Sioux Falls, Washington. We'll see how good Washington is in the big picture. And by the way, Lincoln just rolled. Roosevelt had some players out, so that's one thing. But Sioux Falls, Lincoln, number one team, they just rolled. 
uh, most surprising high school football result on the Nate Brown Show. I asked the audience across the state, a lot of people voting. 62% said T barely beating Huron by one. Second coming in, 19% of the audience said most surprising results, Spearfish over St. Thomas More. Quick timeout on Fox Sports Rapid City. We'll see if we can get into this, okay? Um, Jim Harbaugh had his opening press conference today. So Jim Harbaugh at Michigan is going to be suspended the first three games. That's a, that's a COVID recruiting violation thing there. Jim Harbaugh didn't talk about the team, the season. He spent six minutes on an opening, I guess, discussion on this topic. And I just don't know if it's viable. We'll discuss next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. The highly anticipated Box Elder Event Center is now open. The Box is the Midwest's newest and most innovative facility that makes any event a cut above the rest. Featuring native hardwood floors, digital scoreboards, color-changing lights, and an enormous space to host multiple games at once, the Box is the premier youth sports venue. Are you ready to take your sports event to the next level? It's time to play at the Box. To get your event started, visit thebox.live. Being in a different profession for 38 years, um, it was rather scary to go into a business of my own. When I decided to be able to go into this business, I worked with Joni, who helped me get set up with banking for my business, and just helping me figure out what I need to do to navigate being self-employed. Banking with Pioneer Bank makes me feel like that small town that I grew up in. They're just like family. They're there to help take care of you and to help you be successful. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. KIMM Rapid City and K294BD Rapid City. The Black Hills Sports Station. 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Hey sports fans, it's Rob from the Firehouse Skybox. Make us your home for the NFL this season. We really wanted Rapid City to have a premier sports bar with great service and great food, and that's why we started the Skybox. We have 35 big screens. We'll show every NFL game all season long. Plus, we'll have great specials for you to join us on Monday nights, Thursday nights, and all day, of course, on Sunday. The Skybox has the best food and the best experience for NFL football. Check us out on game days, and we look forward to serving you at the Skybox above the firehouse in downtown Rapid City. Boy, summer is flying by. That it is, and while it's still here, we'll keep your rig in tip-top shape for those last few road trips of the season. Being a AAA and ASC certified shop, I know you guys are well equipped to do just that. Yes, sir. We're here to take care of all your automotive needs, from oil changes, batteries and tires, to cooling systems and AC charges and repairs. We're your answer. Nothing like one-stop shopping. That's our goal. Plus, we carry over 30 brand-name tires and have deals as good as anywhere, and simply the best brake deal around at just 329 bucks per axle. That's new pads, rotors, labor, and a lifetime warranty as long as you own the rig. And I'll say it again, that's one incredible brake deal. Anytime auto sales service and detail, everybody. The place to trust. Your complete AAA and ASC certified automotive repair specialist. See anytime, anytime.com. And at the corner of Highway 79 and East Minnesota. Anytime auto sales. 
The doctors and staff at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center have provided expert bone, joint, and muscle care to patients in the Black Hills area since 1976. Whether you're an elite athlete, a weekend warrior, or just want to continue your active lifestyle, the orthopedic experts at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center will help you stay in the game. Don't let an injury keep you from doing the things you love. Trust the team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, specializing in what moves you. Learn more at bhosc.com. Hey, it's Chris Broussard. Remember to catch the Odd Couple weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, let's get back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. All right, welcome back in. The Nate Brown Show live on a Monday. The Drive at 5 on Fox Sports Rapid City, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. SummitAutoGRP.com. I'll tell you, just start there on your phone. Take a look at the selection. Okay, you got it. They know you need the right vehicle, the right financing. Car buying truly built around you. Give Summit a try. Experience the Summit difference. SummitAutoGRP.com. Stacy and Matt will take care of you there at Summit. Gabe Black's coming up. Major League Baseball writer. We're still going to play. Uh, stay plugged in on Major League Baseball. Okay. <laughs> um, I know it's football heavy right now. We're going to go football heavy too, but I got to stay plugged in on some of these races. USA Today, Major League Baseball writer Gabe Black's. Jason Andaris coming up from Sioux Falls. Midco Sports High School football analyst will break down the weekend. Also, the Spearfish head coach. I told you Dalton Wademan waiting in the wings. We'll get to Dalton Wademan. Busy second hour on Fox Sports Rapid City. I want to start this opening segment with this, though, and I want to see um, what you think. So I thought this was um, um, intriguing. Jim Harbaugh, Michigan today, um, opened his news conference for about a six-minute statement, and he didn't talk about, you know, Michigan's season to start. He didn't talk about he's going to serve a three-game suspension because the recruiting violations during COVID and, the, and that whole thing. Jim Harbaugh made his biggest statement I've seen. He's been outspoken on some of this, but the biggest statement I've seen on revenue sharing for student athletes in college sports. So this was, um, I mean, he went into it. I'll just read some quotes, and I'd be interested to see what, uh, sports fans think of this, college sports fans, if you know this business, that this model that we're in, the name, image, and likeness thing, players are making money. Not everybody, but, but some making money and then some making a ton of money. But what Jim Harbaugh is pointing to when it comes to revenue sharing is what? That means all of these new television deals, all of this money that's floating around, billions of dollars, he thinks, he told reporters today at his, at his press conference, it's time for a major change that athletes themselves should benefit from the billions of dollars generated by these sports, in his case, football. Here's what he said, quote, we all should be about diversity, equity, and inclusion. I'm calling for a system that's fair, equitable, and benefits all involved. Jim Harbaugh went on, don't exclude the student athletes from the profits. My opinion you can't say you're about diversity, equity, and inclusion if you aren't willing to include the student-athletes in revenue sharing. So I said he's, he's been a little bit outspoken on some of this, like 
players, uh, you know, being able to transfer. He was one of the first guys that said, we should let these guys transfer at least once without any questions asked, no penalty or anything. Get, get them, let them transfer at least once. Well, that's come to fruition. Now Jim Harbaugh is bringing up this revenue sharing. He's not the first person to talk about this. There's a bill in California that would bring in 50% of the revenue for the student-athletes when that sport, you know, makes money. 50% is going to go back to the student-athletes. But now you got a Big Ten, Michigan, major head coach, big brand in college football. Jim Harbaugh saying, here, here's what he said, we have to try to make it work. We have to try to make it better, and right now the current status quo is unacceptable. In my opinion, we capitalize on the talent, so we should pay the talent for their contributions to the bottom line. So what do you say about Jim Harbaugh's thoughts there? He knows college sports. He says the revenue sharing is the right thing to do, the fair thing to do. There's a couple of things which I have major questions, major. There are players making money off their talent and ability. There are players making money in this, whatever you want to say, NIL free market system. It's pretty wild right now. It's a wild system. There's no regulation. <laughs> it's just wide open. So there's players making money off of their talent. The revenue sharing side is how do you do that? Are you talking about revenue sharing with uh, so so the backup offensive lineman makes as much as the quarterback from the revenue sharing? May, and it sounds like he is. He's saying equitable, fair inclusion. Revenue sharing, okay? You're not going to go down the college football route and say, well, the quarterback gets a bigger chunk of the revenue sharing. The third string offensive tackle is probably going to get as much revenue sharing as anybody. If you're really trying to look at it from, are we going to keep it fair? And then the other point I have, and I mean, I don't think that's feasible, by the way. But Jim Harbaugh said there's so much money to go around. I want them to be treated with respect and dignity that they deserve. So, so he's really for the players. It, it sounds good. That sounds good. I'm for the players, respect, equity. They got to get some of the chunk here, the chunk of change. How do you do this and still keep Olympic sports viable? The the non-revenue sports. College uh, football and basketball is a major business. They're the ones bringing in the billions of dollars to the TV deals. So does the revenue sharing go down to all student-athletes in, in the department? From the swimmer to the cross-country runner? Is that how that goes? And by the way, do colleges just continue then to offer all of these sports and... Um, pay for these sports, coaches, equipment, travel. So we, we offer all the sports, and then we also do the revenue-sharing side with all of the athletes. Does, does the swimmer make as much as the basketball player? I don't. I, I haven't seen uh, university's bottom line here. I've seen – I was involved at the School of Mines here for three years in town, so I, I went through budgets and scholarships and expenses and the whole thing. So I've seen how some of this works. That's at the D2 level, and it's the, the budget's tight. Okay, So I understand we're not getting millions in revenue at the School of Mines. 
it was really tight, and it was a never-ending fundraising race. It's just never-ending fundraising. And I was trying to get more scholarship dollars for the soccer team. They were just starting out, okay, the men's soccer team. I was trying to get more scholarships for the basketball team, the women's side, okay, the men's side. It, it was never-ending. And so I, I've had that experience. I, I would assume it, even at Michigan, the colleges are going to invest in the major sports that are making them this money. The revenue sharing to the other sports I believe will be non-existent because they won't have the sports. That's what I believe. Jim Harbaugh tends to think it can just be shared. I don't. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. What do you think on this? Well, I wonder this all along. What happens to the tuition and fees that these athletes are all getting? If they're getting NIL money, why do they need tuition and fee money as well? And should that money not go then maybe to the other athletes who, who uh, aren't getting NIL money? Or other oh, I see. Like um, sports, some, sports some uh, you know, scholarships. Some of their scholarship money should go to the other sports. Or, or the room and board money that they're that they're not they're getting. You know, if they're getting NIL money, they don't need money for for tuition and room and board, right? If they're getting. I mean, I say, I'm saying, estimating the average tuition and fees is probably you know, forty to fifty thousand dollar a year range at most major universities. Right, right. So, shouldn't that fifty thousand go to uh, to offset the NIL money that's not going to the minor sports? I mean, to me, that's extra gravy for an athlete getting NIL money. Why should they also get their tuition and fees? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. as well. I I just don't know how it's all feasible. I don't know how the Olympic sports stay um, competitive college sports if the colleges have to, well, we're going to share all this money. They're just going to eliminate the sports. That's what I really believe. Well, and what, you know, the other issue I always wonder about is, is team chemistry or team unity. If this money isn't being spread around by the athletes that are getting the big bucks, like the wide receivers and the quarterbacks, and maybe some of the running backs. Um, isn't that going to cause some <laughs> some team unity problems? I mean, if linemen aren't getting anything. Well, some people <laughs> think it is right now. Some people say, hey, the quarterback getting all this money and the offensive tackle's not getting much. He's getting a free buffet. Yeah. To me, I, I, if I'm a lineman, I'm, I guess I'd be a little upset at my, at my QB or my wide receiver if they're getting millions and I'm getting nothing. <laughs> You know, and yet I'm busting my butt to make sure they don't get their block knocked off. If I'm, you know, well, I guess if I'm Jim, the blindside left tackle. <laughs> I guess Jim Harbaugh would say, "See, that's why it should be a revenue sharing. It should just be fair for everybody." Um, well, I, and I agree because uh, in certain know, ways, in certain ways, that might be fine, but you're still not going to be able to share this revenue with the other the other non-revenue generating sports. In my opinion, that's that's well, what I don't. Depends what conference you're in. <laughs> yeah, there's the going to be some rich ones. Yeah. In the SEC or the Big Ten, you, you'll have plenty of money to share with Maybe. <laughs> Do they want to? That's the thing. All you right. Better. I appreciate All it. Right. Uh, thanks for getting in. See, that's the thing. I mean, if you want to say the right thing to do is for the universities to share with the swimmers. The Alabamas that make all this money, the Ohio States, the Michigans, the Nebraskas. Nebraska's in good shape to share with the swimmers. The revenue-sharing pot. So here's the television deal. 
can we have a constructive conversation about here's how much money comes in. This is the revenue sharing pot. Football, basketball, swimmers, cross country, golf, they all get the same amount and it's broken down through the department. Here it is. Would that work? It sounds like Jim Harbaugh says it would. I'm telling you, I think the university would say, why would we, why would we go down this road? Just because we want to have cross country and, and some of these Olympic sports? I hate to tell you, I don't, I don't know if too many administrators are going to be that goodwill. I don't think they're going to be filled with that much goodwill. That's my opinion. I like this um, opinion that just came in. I think this is I think this is good. Uh, listener text seven two zero one zero six seven. In my opinion, every student athlete there should get a full ride scholarship while going to college. If you want to make it fair for everyone that is playing, then let's do that. I absolutely believe that. Right now, some people don't understand this. Many of the sports, even at Michigan, they don't even have close to full rides. Like, I think a lot of parents just go through this uh, scholarship search and, and try to get scholarships. They think if I'm a baseball player at Michigan, I've got a full ride. You understand that that's not the case, right? I mean, you understand that I'm, a, I'm, in, a, I'm in a pretty big sport. I'm a baseball player. I'm going to go to Michigan. I'm going to get a full ride, right? No way. There's a select few. I'm not telling you they don't hand out full rides in baseball. They hand out a few. That's even in baseball. So then how does that look on down the line? When I say on down the line, even for other sports, not as popular, not generating hardly any revenue at all. Zero or negative. So that's what I'm telling you. Full ride scholarship. I'm with that listener. That's, a, that's full ride scholarship for everybody. Can you at least do that? Can we start there? Revenue sharing on top of it. I think the universities go, uh, now it's costing us money. The scholarships don't cost them anything. Scholarships don't cost them anything. That's tuition. It gets people to university. It gets your programs going, the sports programs. You got a revenue share now, and I'm, I'm taking money away from football locker rooms and from this and that other sport, and I'm giving it to these other kids? Hmm. I don't think they're going to want to do that. Pretty interesting from Jim Harbaugh. Really interesting. Uh, let's Listener text, since all the money will go to the athletes, what revenue is going to be used to run the programs? Well, <laughs> that's, that's another good question. That's the thing. Running the programs is still pretty expensive. And then, by the way, we want new locker rooms and we want um, cold plunges and we want hot tubs. I mean, we, we want, I mean, they're all that stuff, too. So I, I just don't know if you can catch your tail on this. That's what I'm saying. Right now, the free market says name, image, and likeness. If you're good, you're going to get this and you're going to get be attracted uh, by universities and they're going to pay. I don't love all the money floating around with name, image, and likeness pay to play. I don't like it that way. But I'm telling you, if you go revenue sharing and it goes through the entire athletic department, you're going to see Olympic sports, I think, on the chopping block. They're not doing the Olympic sports at uh, Ohio State um, just because they're for fun. There's a little thing called Title IX, and they kind of just do it that way. And they already share revenue. You know what it means? 
They share football revenue at Ohio State with the golfers and the softball players and the swimmers and on down the line. They already revenue share. Nobody, nobody realizes it just to have the programs, not to pay the athletes. Full-ride scholarships, the swimmer's working just as hard as the football player. I'm on board with that. Maybe that's the better compromise. I don't think you're going to get the revenue-sharing model to work. Gabe Black's in next, Major League Baseball writer, USA Today on tap. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. As a business owner now, Black Hills Tire has an interesting motto, one car, one customer, one opportunity at a time. We just want to portray that every person that comes in, we're going to give you our undivided attention. You're not a number to us. Every single individual customer, every single individual thing we do for that customer is what makes us. Yeah. Every time you come into our store, this time, next time, the time after that, every single one was an individual chance for us to earn your trust. Check us out at blackhillstire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly clear tonight with lows around 60. Northwesterly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Sunny skies and calm tomorrow, highs around 86. Clear skies and quiet again tomorrow night, lows level off around 61. Dry with temperatures a bit above average Wednesday and Thursday and highs from the upper 80s to the mid 90s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 82. Your current car or truck may be worth more than you think. Get to Denny Menhall Rushmore Honda for our used vehicle buyback event. We need late model, low mileage vehicles, but we'll consider all trades. Bring yours in for a no obligation evaluation. Exceptional values on new and certified pre-owned Hondas along with increased trade-in values make now the time to trade up. Hurry. This exclusive buyback event ends August 31st. See us at Denny Menhall Rushmore Honda online at RushmoreHonda.com. Did you know Highmark Credit Union was started as Rapid City Teachers Federal Credit Union over 80 years ago in what was known as Rapid City High School? We're proud of our legacy in education and affordable solutions for our community. Today, Highmark provides a full range of consumer products and commercial lending services to thousands of area members in western South Dakota. Consider joining Highmark. We'll make it happen. HighmarkFCU.com. Get ready for the ride of a lifetime. Buckle up and brace yourself as you dive headfirst into the heart-pounding adventure in the Black Hills. Ignite your engine and feel the raw power coursing through your veins. The rush of adrenaline hits you like a lightning bolt as you tear through the dense forest, conquering every twist and turn with precision and speed. Tight corners, steep inclines, and heart-stopping descents. Your Polaris side-by-side tackles them all. Rally your crew and let the camaraderie fuel your fire. Together, you'll share epic <laughs> stories of daring feats and jaw-dropping stunts. Unleash your inner adrenaline junkie. Let the roaring engine, the rush of speed, and the wild twist of the Black Hills ignite your passion for adventure like never before. Visit Four Seasons Motorsports and Marine at 1600 East St. Patrick Street or online at fourseasonsportscenter.com. Get your hands on the ultimate Polaris side-by-side for the adventure of a lifetime. Four Seasons Motorsports and Marine, pushing the limits of excitement. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Hey, 
right, welcome back into the Drive at Five on the Nate Brown Show. Brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. The Drive at Five. Go to summitautogrp.com. Fox Sports Rapid City, your sports, your show. South Dakota Sports Talk Show live weekdays 4 to 6. If you missed some of the show, go to the Nate Brown Show podcast. All the shows are right there. You can download it. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, the Nate Brown Show podcast. You've got every show right there. Good opening hour. Hey, the second hour is solid. We have Gabe Lax in tonight. Major League Baseball writer, usatoday.com. Find him on Twitter at Gabe Lax. Gabe, good to have you on, man. How are you? I'm good, Nate. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. Let's talk some Major League Baseball. I told the audience, I know I air football, football, football. I said, we're still going Major League Baseball here, Gabe. we got to get into this. We've got 30 games left. So um, I want to ask you first about the Shohei Otani thing and just get your take on it. So, you know, he's, he's still hitting, and, and I guess still hitting well. He has this torn UCL. Your projection on Shohei Otani's career – from here can he be a two-way dominant force for a few more years after he gets healthy or not oh absolutely i mean it's uh which isn't to say that it's by any means a guarantee but uh you know there's a there's a lot of two-time uh, tommy john guys out there uh jacob de now kind of joining the joining that uh, that cohort uh nathan ovaldi uh, a lot of guys have, have gone on to, to good careers and, and perhaps uh, you know have gotten even a little bit better uh, than they were. It's just uh, a lot of unknowns. What is he going to do? Uh, I kind of assume he's going to have to have the surgery. Uh, I, again, like everything with Otani, it's so unprecedented that how, how, do you, how do you handle this? How much will it affect his free agency? Uh, probably a good bit, but at the same time, you know, he could also have the surgery and uh, and see how you know show teams how he came out of it. They'll know that maybe it's uh, you know it's it's going to be probably a year more than a year before he pitches, uh, but uh, can obviously be a forty home run guy at the DH pretty quickly next year. So it's uh, it, it's so many uncharted waters, and, and obviously the structure of any contract for him would uh, would be so. Uh, you know, groundbreaking and, and creative, and it just opens up a lot of uh, a lot of frontiers that we might not have imagined. But yeah, there's nothing to say that he can't be a, a great two-way player again. Is this the best uh, that we've seen from him? I thought that a couple years ago, he, he was even better this year. So uh, I'm not, not going to rule out that he can't reach this level again. But this might have been about as good as he got anyway. So uh, yeah, just kind of hoping that uh, if he does go into the match again, it, it goes as well as it can, and that his, uh, you know, his his second procedure hold, holds up well for the long term. Okay, I've been told his prospects for like getting to another team are somewhat limited, meaning, well, he kind of wants to stay west, and then you got to have teams that have dollars. So what do you say about, is it Dodgers, Giants, Mariners? I mean, is that it? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's certainly, those would be the, the leaders in the clubhouse right now. Uh, you know, it's it, for all those reasons you just mentioned, uh, and they have money, and they're on really positive cycles in terms of competition uh so yeah definitely definitely those teams not only would uh, you know would be good matches but i think would be willing to do the uh 
to do the kind of deal that uh, that might be necessary to, to get him in the fold. But yeah, I mean, you know, he, he, there's this presumption that uh, that he wants to stay west, but stranger things have happened. You know, you can't really rule anything out with something like this, especially if if it does scare off some suitors. You know, he, uh, you know, beggars might not necessarily be choosers uh, in the case of Otani, where uh, you know you you could basically pick your team, and that team would would. Uh, you know, would match what the, what the asking price would be pre, uh, you know, elbow going out again. Now it's, uh, you know, it's a whole nother, a whole nother situation. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, so many unforeseen things happen in free agency. And I think that that definitely is the case with this one, but, uh, those teams you just mentioned, I don't think they'll be scared off by, uh, you know, by the prospects of them just becoming a one-way player. I think they'll very much be in play, and I think there's probably a match on the West Coast for him, just as there was before uh, before he walked off that mound a couple weeks ago. Gabe Black's on tonight. Major League Baseball writer, USAToday.com, here on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. Let's get into some of these races here, because it's getting interesting, and, and I'm going to get your read on the Twins. They've just been ahead of everybody in the Central because the division's so bad. What do you think about the Twins in the last uh, – uh, part of the season and their pos- uh, prospect in the postseason, where they're w- how they're built right now. Yeah, I mean, I think it just kind of seems like more of the same for the for the AL Central. I think they're going to kind of lumber their way to the division title. Uh, you know, obviously they played well enough to win it, but uh, of course, a lot of it has been has to do with uh, Cleveland not playing so well, <laughs> and uh, you know being hit by injuries. The McKenzie injury was really big this year. Shane Bieber, obviously, uh, so it uh, you know, and, and then kind of their unwillingness to really greatly enhance uh, from you know from the exterior, you know, has left them uh, seven games below 500 and pretty much out of it. So you know, I I find it hard. I find a path for the Twins to get through. Uh, the first round of the playoffs pretty tough. You know they're they're going to have home field advantage as a division winner, but they're going to get a really good team in the first round. Whether that's Seattle, whether that's Texas, whether that's Houston, Tampa Bay, Toronto, uh, I think they're going to be pretty prohibitive underdogs uh, in in that scenario. And, and yeah, you know, I just don't think they have the offensive punch to uh, to win those tight games in the playoffs. And uh, and again, the the shutdown pitching maybe not exactly. Uh, you know that well suited for the postseason. I just saw the option of Bailey over, which I, I thought was kind of interesting uh, today. <laughs> so it's uh, you know I, I don't know if they if they really have what it takes to to make a run. Uh, you know, obviously the struggles against teams like the Yankees have been very well documented in, in the postseason. That was with some really good Twins teams. This one, I'm not sure they're even in, of that caliber. So yeah, you can't predict baseball. So maybe this is the year. Ironically, they might make make a run and get get through a round or two but it's uh i think their path is pretty limited what should we speaking of the al central game what do we think about the white Sox here um they they fire their front office here the season's just been a disaster last couple of years have really been a struggle now it's like the white Sox. would they move would they move from chicago what's going on yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, scenarios in the air there. Uh, again, there's a lot of teams. It's really interesting. I think I think the the stalking horse of expansion is really driving a lot of this for some teams. Maybe not necessarily the White Sox, but uh, you know, and you know, with uh, until 
you know, Major League Baseball expands to 32 teams, there's going to be markets that, that you can play against one another. Obviously, the, the A's uh, seem to have done that successfully with Las Vegas. We'll see if they, they manage to get that across the finish line. But, uh, yeah, you know, the, the most interesting scenario that I've, you know, I've been reading about is, uh, you know, if the Bears are to move to the suburbs, to Arlington Heights, uh, you know, and, and the White Sox take over the, the Soldier Field area, that, that would really be interesting. Suddenly they're, they're right, uh, right down there in the loop. Uh, but, uh, you know, everybody wants their, uh, you know, their real estate development uh, masquerading as a ballpark. That's what pretty much all these teams are doing. Right. It's uh, with, with cable, the cable TV model kind of collapsing a little bit. It's the way to make money and also make it off the, basically off the books. It doesn't count toward revenue sharing. So it's, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to seriously entertain moving, but uh, obviously it's, uh, things are going to be a little fluid there. As for the baseball operations, uh, you know, I, I think it was a necessary move to get rid of uh, to get rid of Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn. The fact that they may just promote from within, I don't know what the purpose you know what purpose that'll serve. It seems like blow it up, you know, get some fresh voices from outside and, and get with the 21st century a little more. So, uh, yeah, interesting to see which way Jerry Ryan goes. I don't I don't know if uh, you know, we'll see if he has been able to, to build a, a team equipped for the modern age and, and build a new leadership leadership squad that can kind of get them there. Gabe Blacks tonight, Major League Baseball writer. Find his work at usatoday.com for the coverage. Great team on it. Um, last one, are the Braves your number one team in your power rankings? How does that look? Yes, barely. The Dodgers are getting there. Uh, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, you know, they're you can't you can't deny the Braves at this point. They're 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 just so powerful. But the Dodgers are only four and a half games behind them. They play four big ones at Dodger Stadium this weekend with the Braves. That'll really be interesting because everybody knows they're going to be the one and the two seed uh, in the postseason. So uh, that's uh, you know that's going to be really interesting to kind of see them size each other up a little bit. And uh, you know for whatever it's worth, if you you think this is the the chalk in LCS, they're still home field advantage at stake. So, uh, you know, theoretically a fairly big regular season series. So, you know, the Braves are still number one. The Dodgers uh, have a chance to kind of take it away from them this weekend. So that'll definitely be be worth watching starting Thursday at Dodger Stadium. Gabe Lacks tonight. Uh, find him there at usatoday.com, Major League Baseball writer. Gabe, good to have you, man. Thanks for hopping on. All right, man. You got it. Thanks, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Gabe Lacks tonight, Major League Baseball writer, usatoday.com. Here on the Nate Brown Show, he's on Twitter at Gabe Lacks. Um, he's got the Braves number one. He's got the Dodgers too. How about a big series for my Cubbies? Brewers, Cubs starting tonight. Cubs are four games back. They're, they still have a wild card spot right now, but four games back to the NL Central. Cubbies Brewers getting ready to go tonight, and I will be obnoxious if my Cubs win that series because we're, we're in this thing. I'm revived. I'm ready. Um, so did you follow this? So there's teams that are like in Major League Baseball that like want stuff from the public and like tax, you know, incentives and stuff for around their stadium, for development, for this and that. Like the White Sox are one of them. And so – they, they want these favors and stuff like this. Otherwise, they're like, well, we might not sign an agreement to, to play in the stadium. You know, we might not sign another lease. We, we might. You're telling me the Chicago White Sox are going to move 
Are you telling me the White Sox? That's been an unbelievable fan base there. You're telling me the White Sox are going to move? Um, I'm not buying it. So I don't know if you know people are trying to call the bluff here, but it just seems seems odd. It's not like I mean some of these teams like the Baltimore Orioles, for example. They kind of they've been asking for stuff there too and wanting a new this, a new that. Um, I don't think I don't think these teams are going to move. But with that expansion talk in some of these other cities, oh, Nashville wants a team, and some of these cities that want a team, Las Vegas wants the A's. The owners of these teams can kind of use that. Oh, we might not sign our lease agreement. Yeah, we want this and that. The White Sox aren't going to move from Chicago. It's a Cubs town anyway. But anyway, um, all right. Dalton Wademan is in. The Nate Brown Show continues with the Spearfish head football coach. How has he built Spearfish back into contending? Are they ready to play at the 11 AA level? Spearfish head football coach Dalton Wademan gets a win over St. Thomas Moore for the first time on Friday, and he'll join us live next. This is South Dakota's Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. For more than 70 years, Consolidated Construction has ingrained their business in the community. When you choose Consolidated, you choose a proud business born in the Dakotas that understands every project is much more than a building. It's a community. It's your business launch pad. It's your hard work coming to life. Each project has a true purpose. Consolidated will work to ensure that there's a quality experience for all who are involved. Learn more about Consolidated Construction at OneCallToBuild.com. Now at Menard, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Upgrade your home with new outlets from LeGrand, including new USB outlets. Charge more of your devices without the need for bulky AC adapters. Pick up a USB outlet today for just $32.92 after 11% rebate. Good through September 4th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menard's. Are you thinking about a new home or owning your first home in the Black Hills? The local bank positioned to help you through every step of the process is Black Hills Community Bank. With local originators, underwriting, processing, and closings, Black Hills Community Bank is your full-service home loans bank. Black Hills Community Bank is ready to help you take the first step into your new home. Explore your options with Black Hills Community Bank in Rapid City and Spearfish. Online at bhcbank.com. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. As the chief buffet officer here at Pizza Ranch, I get all kinds of buffet questions. Here's one from Cole. Is there a real cactus in your cactus bread? Great question, Cole. No, <laughs> there is no cactus in our cactus bread. Just sweet cinnamony streusel. It's on our buffet every day, along with pizza, chicken, ice cream, and all your other favorites. Even better, at least for your parents, kids eat free on Tuesday nights. And don't worry, Cole, there's no coal in our coleslaw either. Pizza Ranch with two Rapid City locations and PizzaRanch.com. 
Collins Siding has been the region's premier window siding door and gutter installation specialist since 1974. They use only the highest quality materials and never compromise on their workmanship. Collins Siding is licensed, bonded, and their estimates always include labor, materials, and applicable permits and taxes. Collins Siding has been providing top quality service and exceeding high standards for over 45 years. And you can find out how by visiting them at 2016 Cherry Avenue. Collins Siding, 2016 Cherry Avenue, Rapid City. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, live weekdays 4 to 6. Glad you check in with us, however long you spend. We appreciate it. New content, new um, segments each time out. We don't repeat guests or record stuff and play it back, trying to give you new stuff each time out. So if you miss any segments, miss part of the show, you can't listen 4 to 6. Go to the Nate Brown Show podcast. Really easy to do that. You can see who's on, where they're at, NFL, college, high school, all of that stuff. You can see who's on the Nate Brown Show podcast. Listen when you can. Download it. You've got us on Apple, Google, Spotify. You can listen at Spearfish. I had a guy up in Spearfish say he listens to the podcast all the time. I love it. So let's go to the Spartans right now. It wasn't Dalton Wademan, but I'm sure he's a fan. I mean, I know he's plugged in on this. All right. He's busy, man. He's football, AD. I mean, he's <laughs> he doesn't have time to mess around listen to stuff all the time. He's in the middle of the football season. The Spearfish head football coach is Dalton Wademan. He's here on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. They beat St. Thomas Moore. Put up 51 on Friday night. The Spartans beat the Cavaliers. First time in 13 games. Coach, good to have you on. I appreciate it. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate your time. I've talked about I've talked to you over the years and when you got hired up there, I remember, and I said, Hey, this is this is uh, not gonna be an easy job. So I've watched it the last uh, couple of years here. And you've got more kids out. You've done some signing stuff with the middle school. You've got some juice there. What do you say about where you started to now you beat St. Thomas Moore for the first time? Where has that progress come from? What do you, bene- what do you say benefited you the most? I think, I think, first off, I was lucky enough to get a great staff uh, that's helped out. And then, more importantly, the kids have bought into what's going on. Our current seniors were our freshmen when we first started as coaches here, and they bought into what we're doing. Um, they took on leadership roles. They bought into the leadership that we were teaching, and it's just grown in four years now. Um, it's fun to watch where, it's, where it started to where it is now. Have you ever had some doubts along the way because you, you were close in games? Like, like St. Thomas More, you were close, they beat you. You know, some of these games, Sturgis, they, they, they beat you. Close, but couldn't get over the top. Did you ever have thoughts, well, I, I maybe we can't quite get there? No, I don't think it was ever thoughts. It's, like you said, it's never always roses. Adversity uh, is always going to come, and we just got to continue to work hard. And that's what these kids have done. Um, never backed down, never had doubts that this would never get to where we wanted it to. Um, by no means are we where we want to be. Uh, we can always get better, but we've taken a giant leap, and we got to continue to go back to work 
and work hard and keep getting better. Hey, let me ask you. We're talking to Dalton Wademan. He's the Spearfish head football coach. They beat St. Thomas Moore Friday night. So what did you like the most from that game? It was tied up at half. Then I felt like you, you just kind of wore them down a little bit. Your defense played better, got some stops there, and then you were really hard to stop on offense. What did you like about Friday? Our defense in the second half made some adjustments. Our coaching staff did, and kids finally, finally clicked in the second half and got some stops there. Uh, more importantly than the win, it was fun to watch guys um, put the team over themselves. When good things would happen, you'd see all our guys looking for teammates to celebrate with. When adversity would hit us in the face, you'd look. Get teammates would be gathering together, trying to figure it out, loving each other up and say, let's go get it the next play. Um, I, I enjoyed watching that the most on Friday night. Big win over St. Thomas Moore. What would you tell the team after that? I mean, you haven't beat them. I, it's, a, it's a great up. It was great, great win, a great team win. We put a lot of hard work and dedication. These seniors put four years in. Uh, we had a great summer, and it paid off here. Uh, we celebrated that night, enjoyed the win, and went right back to work Saturday morning when we were ready to rock and roll and get ready for Yankton. Uh, it's, it's time to continue to work now and keep prepping on. Let me ask you about this adjustment you have to make because you play Black Hills Conference, so you play 11B, you play 11A, you play 11AA. So you go from St. Thomas More, that's a good program. They, they had 25, 26 guys over there. Now you're playing Yankton. Now this seems like even a more – how, how hard is it to go from week to week, playing a lot of different opponents? Uh, Got to give credit to Tommy Moore. Great program. Uh, they got great athletes. Well coached, they fought hard. Um, now it is a little bigger size, and the speed of the game is what we're going to have to be ready to adjust to the fastest as we take on a Yankton who is, is very big, very physical, and they're fast on the outside. Okay, you've got a player I watched. He looked like he separated himself to me. 6'7", uh, Braden Delahoyd. He, I mean, he, he can spread teams out. He's going to go to South Dakota State. When you have a player like that, and it's not just one guy that makes a team, but, man, he looks like he can do stuff for you. What do you try and do with him? Yes, he's a phenomenal player for us. Uh, continues to grow as a leader on our team and has done a phenomenal job this far uh, in the season. But we, we like to spread him out. Uh, he's a sure blocker for us on the edge. And when we need, when we need that big, big bang, uh, we, we find him in space. On defense, he, he can, he's a tackler, and he sets guys down on the outside. Yeah, he looks good. I'll tell you, six-seven player, Braden Delahoyd for the Spartans, uh, one of those playmakers to watch. I think he's a guy that kind of getting overlooked a little bit, but he's, he's going to go beat it, uh, at South Dakota State. That's a great program. So when you look at the overall picture here, you go week by week, what do you feel with this bunch, Coach? Is this the bunch that can uh, make a run in, in your level? I think the sky's the limit for us. Um, our goal is to have a winning winning record, get a playoff game, uh, and win a playoff game. <clears throat> Excuse me, but before any of that can happen, we got to take it day by day, week by week. Our most important item at, item at hand right now is Yankton, and, and day by day at practice, getting better each day. 
Dalton Wademan tonight, he's the Spearfish head football coach. They get the win over St. Thomas Moore, and it's a big one this week. Yankton, long trip uh, for the Spartans. That's one to watch. Uh, coach, congrats to you. Good luck here. We'll stay in touch. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate it. Appreciate you coming on. Dalton Wademan tonight talking Spartan football. Wanted to catch up with him. Um, he's done a nice job up there. I noticed it a couple of years ago. I said they weren't winning yet, but they were competing hard. They were competing, and the game was already well in hand. The game I was watching, it was already well in hand. They were down, but they were still fiery. They were still playing. Those are the little things, not quitting, not pouting. And then I said, okay, these guys I think might be coming along. Still got some younger guys. These guys might be coming along. I don't know if they're going to set that division on fire yet, but I think they're going to be competing. The game to watch will be this weekend. Yankton's um, pretty good. They blasted Mitchell. Okay, so so Yankton, I think, is pretty good. This is a nice win for the Spartans over St. Thomas Moore and Spearfish, a team to watch here as they get set for Yankton this week. Coach Dalton Wademan on tonight. Okay, let's go who's hot and who's not. Um, here's something. What um, kids have the better – uh, scores in school, and the better mental health. Better in school, better mental health. Can you imagine what I'm going to tell you next? Who's hot and who's not next? This is the Nate Brown Show. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street, Rapid City. What's the next best thing to a new Toyota? It's a certified pre-owned Toyota from Denny Menhold Toyota. Shop a nice selection of certified pre-owned Toyotas in stock. It gets better. Right now, get financing as low as 5.49% APR for up to 60 months on Camrys, RAV4s, and Corollas. Shop the area's best selection of used Toyotas and Toyota certified pre-owned at Denny Menhold Toyota or DennyMenholdToyota.com. 1910 per 1,000 finance regardless of down with qualified credit. Don't make a bad call the next time you need an attorney. The lawyers of Claiborne, Lowe's, and Sabres have been serving the legal needs of clients throughout the state for over 75 years. Serious legal issues like divorce, business disputes, personal injury, and criminal matters require a solid team. When you need a win, call Claiborne, Lowe's, and Sabres at 721-1517. Claiborne, Lowe's, and Sabres, proudly supporting our area's youth and sports teams in their pursuit of excellence. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. All right, good show tonight, fun show tonight. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to all the guests dropping by. The Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City. Busy show tomorrow. I got a few guests already lined up for you. We'll talk Huskers, talk some high school. Good stuff tomorrow. Okay, who's hot and who's not tonight? Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. Every night at this time, I remind you, the Pizza Ranch is the best buffet in town. And Tuesday night's the best night, kids' night. If you have a family like me, one child 12 and under, 
each free for every regular priced adult. The Pizza Ranch Buffet Tuesday night, take the family, kids night. Buffet open till eight. Who's hot category? Speaking of kids, here we go. Listen up, parents. You're not just hearing it from me in my who's hot category. Neuroscientist at the University of Eastern Finland just spent two years studying kids six to nine years old. Kids that played organized sports and kids that played video games. Hmm. The best results came when children combined organized sports and reading in their spare time. The children who spent more time playing organized sports teams and reading developed better cognitive skills, thinking skills, rather than unstructured free play with uh, whoever and unsupervised what? Phone and computer time. So did you hear that? The study finds out smarter kids, better thinking skills, cognitive skills, smarter kids, organized sports, reading, put down the video games, pick up a book, play some sports, don't just uh, play on your phone. You hear that? Okay. In our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category, I got to go with the NCAA. And maybe I should say Arizona State for the decision they made. Arizona State just announced they're going to self-impose a bowl ban for this year. The Arizona State Athletic Department decided... It's just going to cave, I guess, that they have a COVID-19 recruiting violation thing under Herm Edwards, the former coach. He's since been fired. Arizona State announced, we're just going to not play in a bowl game this year. So all the seniors that came back, the 50 new players that transferred in, 50, they're playing this year, and they were just told right before the season started this week, you will not be playing in a bowl game because of our past transgressions. So nice. Gotta love those punishments of the current players that weren't even a part of the problem. All right, we'll see you back here tomorrow at 4. The Nate Brown Show on the books. The podcast going up right now, and the Odd Couple is on.